What is good, everybody, man? Welcome back into the Blue Bloods as we continue our FCS player spotlight for the 2023 season. This is an interview, man, that has been coming for a long time. I got my guy Devon Starling on the show, Northern Arizona running back, just recently transferred in from Tennessee State, was named the OVC Rookie of the Year, first team all-conference selection, hero sports sophomore All-American, was a former Mr. Football selection at the 6A level at Tennessee back in high school. Devon, man, I appreciate you hopping on the show. No problem. Appreciate for having me, man. I really do. Oh man, hey, been a big fan. I got to you know come see you live finally uh, last last season for for that one Tennessee State game, man. But I want to take it. Uh, let's go through your journey, man. Let's start at the beginning because a lot of people might not know this. It for people who just caught on when you exploded onto the FCS scene, you were one of the best football players in the state of Tennessee. Coming out of your senior season in high school, you were named Mr. Football at the 6A level. You had all you had multiple FBS offers. Everyone really wanted you. What was it? What what did it mean to you looking back now to be named the best football player in 6A football in the state of Tennessee? Um, I could say it just it mean a lot, just like you know, just especially coming from the school I came from, how I watched it develop over the years from me getting to Cambridge my freshman year, us. Like before that, we was probably one and nine going, and then we got a new coach. He he solidified like a standard or foundation, and we built on from there. Freshman year, we was my freshman year. I played a lot of varsity because you know he was rebuilding, getting the seniors together. So we went uh, we went eight and two. Then sophomore year, we went ten and zero, lost third round. That's the first time I should ever been a third round. Then junior year is when you know. I just became the guy then we just, you know, we ended up going to state that year. Great year. I think I had like over 2,200 rushing yards, uh, 22 touchdowns. Yeah. Then senior year, I just got a little comfortable. And then I just, <laughs> it just went from there. Um, I could say just, it was just a journey, man. It was just great. Just experience everything and just, you know, being where I was at, solidifying, showing that I could play football because I've been doing it since I was five years old, man. So it just, you know, being able to be recognized and just knowing that I'm just so close. And then it's, you know, at that time, you know, peewee, you just playing football to have fun. Then, you know, you know, once you get to high school, you know, it's starting like, okay, I'm trying to go to school. I'm trying to do this for real. Like, this is what I want to make a career out of. So I think senior year, I showed that I just take football seriously. And I just wanted to show that I'm one of the best guys in the state of Tennessee and just, you know, showcase that. And that's what I went out there and did. You initially committed, you signed with Memphis. And was it big for, what separated Memphis for you? Now, looking back, was it, you just wanted to stay in state? Was it the relationship with the coaching staffs? So looking back now on that decision, what was it about Memphis? I can say Coach Jones, um, Coach Anthony Jones, he was the running back coach there. Just the relationship we had. He was recruiting me since my junior year. And then just, you know, just him just, you know, always hitting me up, making home visits. And, you know, at that time, we had they had two top running backs. They had Tony Pollard, Derrick Henderson. Then before that, we had DeAndre Williams. Like, it was just a pipeline of backs that was just coming out at the time. And I was just, you know, trying to get a part of that and just, you know, get in where I fit in. So that's why I signed with them. Then Norvell, he was a great coach. He spoke, spoke over the phone just always, you know, you know, seeing how I was doing, you know, on my uh, visit that I took down there, you know, he just he he he, he got me there. Just know he a great recruiter. <laughs> he got me there. So that's how it all happened. I think a lot of people see that now that he's down at Florida State rebuilding 
that program for what they were. Man, so you decide to transfer from Memphis. You decide to stay in state, go to Tennessee State and HBCU led by head coach Eddie George. What was their pitch to you and what stuck out about their recruiting pitch that made that said, listen, we're going to leave Memphis, but man, we're going to go. We're going to go play for a historic HBCU program in Tennessee State. Uh, first, Coach George went there um, when I first had got there. It was Rod Reed, but just that was my first offer. I believe my my uh, junior year of um, high school. That was my first offer, and they just always, you know, they was really like great. So it was just more of they made it feel like family. Like you know, they get they basically told me like we know that you're not thinking about us first, but you know, just if anything happened or if you ever want to come back home, you can. So it just you know, I just felt like. After being at Memphis and, you know, not playing, it was more like a mental thing. I just got more like, you know, like a low like – I got to a low point because, you know, from doing everything I did senior year to just going into a program and not playing and just, you know, just, you know, practicing, they kind of got to me. So, you know, they just told me, like, you like you got to – if you want to come home, you got a scholarship here. We know how – we we done seen you ball. You come here, you will be our guy. So, as soon as I hit the portal, I didn't even, like – I didn't even. I sat in the portal probably an hour because I already knew. I already knew how I was going. So like, I hit the portal as soon as I hit the portal. Signed the scholarship papers and I just went on and came back home. And I just felt like it was the best for me, my mental, then having my family around it. Just and then that's when just everything took off. I was just in a better headspace. You had a huge breakout season that spring, that first spring at Tennessee State, co-freshman of the year, new all-newcomer team. I mean, you did everything you could your first season at Tennessee State. What was it that clicked that season, and, and how difficult was it to have that click during the COVID season, which is one of the weirdest seasons probably in college football history? Um, I can say it was weird, but I got lucky enough that I did catch COVID. <laughs> so <laughs> I, was able, I was able to play every game, but it just – having that chip on my shoulder from coming from Memphis of not playing. And I, and I know I could play because, you know, you like, yeah, I doubted myself, but my mom, she was always really big. Just saying, just, just keep pushing stick to the process. But, you know, you know where your talents in, like it's going to be a bright future ahead of you. So it just having both chills, my mom, my family, everybody on my shoulder and just being back in the hometown, being a hometown hero, just a lot of things just fell in place. And it just, just took off from there. Just it felt like I was playing for a purpose. I was back home in Nashville, where I'm from. So it just felt like I was playing for the city at that point. So it just and that's what I went out there and did. So I just went out there and just did everything. I think, if I'm not mistaken, you posted I think a clip of me talking because after this game, this this specific game, I was I remember I was sitting in Lorman, Mississippi, at the Stephen F. Austin Alcorn State game, and we had like a six hour rain delay for that game, and I was in the press box watching that Tennessee State Eastern Washington game. And I think you put up like 207 yards, had a touchdown, almost had Tennessee State of a top 20 upset to start the season. What was it about that game? Did you look at that game as a statement game on the road against a, a, a historic Big Sky team? What was it about that game where everything just came together for you? Well, everybody don't know, but like Jalen Rouse a good back. So I had like my troubles going through fall camp. So I didn't start that game. So, you know, he started. So I really didn't play to like end of the first quarter, second quarter. And that was my first time not starting in like three years. So like, <laughs> so I, I took that, I took that kind of personal because I'm like, 
like what I'm not starting <laughs> like so it just it kind of just like okay so if I'm not starting I'm gonna show y'all why I should be starting <laughs> so I just went out there and it was an extra motivation an extra boost and then it happened to be like the ranked number 15 team in the FCS at the time so you know I was just happily it was them because it showed that okay I guess he is the real deal <laughs> yeah I think I tweeted out like you you made the case to be one of the best running backs in the country that game and I kind of want to get to the 2022 season because when I look back I know it had to be difficult for you because you come out with this 200 yard game you have one of the best games against the number one one of the top five rushing defenses in the country next week against Jackson put up 70 yards against them but then it seemed like the carries were so inconsistent throughout the year where you would get six carries here then you would then you would start and get a bunch of carries the next game how hard was it for you to stay ready stay in the mindset to be that top contributor when you weren't necessarily getting the carries week in and week out I can say just being just being positive and just always remain humble because at the end of the day uh, the third game I ended up getting turf toe so that's why my carries went down so I so I missed like two and a half three weeks so I could just say just being more involved because at the end of the day, yeah, I had that big game, but I'm a big team person. I just cared about the team and care about winning. So like Jalen Ross, like we're just like I try to push him to his best because at the end of the day, you know, I knew he was good and like he was the next man up. So and he did that first game come out, Tennessee Tech, 100 yards. I can remember off the top of my head. Then he had another 100 yard game. It's just that he, he was ready. And I'm glad that just, you know, him being behind me and he got the opportunity to display his talents because he's a really good back. And this year I could see Jalen rushing for a thousand yards because he's really good he's a guy you know he might not talk a lot he might be quiet but dude can really go like he can really go so just being like just being involved more instead of being a player being a coach just making sure your team rating you know just being home because at the end of the day like you know I had a good game and now I feel like you know God put me in that situation for a reason you feel me like yeah I got hurt but at the end of the day that don't mean I'm just gonna shut down on everybody and just be a bad guy I still got a role on this team that I can play and just you know being helpful make sure every guy ready just you know making sure Jalen making his right read getting him ready and I feel like you know it was just you know a time coming for him to you know just take the reins of the horse and shine and that's what he did and he's gonna have a really good season this year so can't wait he, to see he, he's gonna have a great one man I got to spend four days up in Nashville uh for the for the spring practice in their spring game got to talk to uh coach H you know coach Fisher some of the new guys that they got around the program and I mean, I think I think it's a consensus, like you said, Jalen Rouse is going to be a great player, man. But I want to, I want to kind of. Oh, he definitely is, but man, I want to get into your decision. This is your, you're 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 going to your final stop at the collegiate level in Northern Arizona. But I want to take a step back and just, what was the decision process for you like in terms of saying, I've done, I've 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 been successful. Uh, I think I lost. Do I got you back? You got me back. You got me. Okay, cool. So. I want to go back to your your transfer decision from Tennessee State, man. What kind of what was going through your mind? Because now you're looking at this is my final collegiate location. I've been successful at Tennessee State, but I'm leaving the state, going across the country to Northern Arizona, man. What all what all were you one looking for in a university, and two, what was kind of your decision making process like in terms of I need to find another location to finish out my collegiate career? I could say uh, just like you know just. Plan when I, you know, hit the portal, you know, had things going on, stuff happened, but, you know, um, Coach Baldwin never recruited me. So NAU, you know, Big Sky, that's one of the, that's the top FCS conference, you know, a lot of people in from like 
the NFL, they recruit Big Sky because, you know, it's a lot, it's some Big Sky teams that unbeat FBS teams. Like NAU in 2021 beat U of A, and we played them first game. I cannot wait to play them. <laughs> like, so I just feel like just being in a conference, you know, that's really great. Being on the West Coast and, you know, playing in like a top notch offense because at the end of the day, you know, it's more about points. And I could say like NAU scored them like, we lost. Yeah, they might not win a lot of games, but every if you go back and watch the film, they they lost they lost five games in the last like minute thirty seconds. Like, uh, yeah, South Dakota State, all of them. So it's just at the end of the day, it's it's just you know I feel like them recruiting me, showing me the film, and just showing that you know you can be a part of the missing piece to turn this thing around. And you know just you know Coach Ball, you know him being at Memphis in twenty eighteen, just knowing then Coach Juice, he was a GA, but now he's the running back coach here. And then Cal Hoffman, he was the recruiting coordinator at Tennessee State. And now here, just, you know, they made it feel at home for me, you know, just coming here and just, you know, just being a part and made everything just feel right in my recruiting process out the portal. And they just made everything just perfect. So I just felt like it. this could be my next home and showcase my talents because, like I said, Big Scott, that's where it's at, you know. And the, <laughs> and the Fred Scouts going to come, come rec recruit the Big Sky. I know that for sure, so. And you got a little bit of proof of concept too, because one of your career game came against one of those big sky teams last season. I thought that was the funniest thing about the transfer. I was like, he saw it. He he saw that he could compete <laughs> over there in the big sky. Like I knew that played a bit of a role. So I have to I have to ask you this, man. I know how tough it is to especially offensively as a skill player, fit into a new system. How difficult has it been building chemistry, finding your role in a completely new offensive system going into 2023? Um, not at all. I feel like um, the whole team has been welcoming. It's kind of, you know, it was kind of difficult, you know, going, you know, just being at Tennessee State, being here, moving, you know, you don't know what it's like because at the end of the day, I always played football down south. I ain't never, you know, just been to the West Coast to play football before except Eastern Washington. But just the team, you know, just being like very caring about me coming in. They took care of me. Wasn't it wasn't weird. Uh Drayson, the starting running back, um, you know, he took me in, you know, taught me the offense. Uh Alec, another running back we had, Chase Belcher, just a lot of running backs we had just took me in. It ain't it wasn't you could tell that the people that they needed to got that needed to get rid of, they got rid of and they brought in better guys, you know, to help make, you know, the uh, program like prospering be better. So all the people that's there now are people that actually want to win and actually just, you know, want to see this culture grow. And so they just took me in with open arms and just taught me the offense and just if I needed a question, because I ain't going to lie, West, this offense will look different from down south. This ain't, this ain't, this ain't 30, this ain't 34, 35, this, uh, uh, opposite right, tree left, uh, zip right, <laughs> like so. The first, the first week, I was like, "What? You know me? I'm used to you know we we call inside zone. It's it's 34. You know, it's, yeah. it's easy peasy. But you know, out here, it was it was a little different. You know, so it's just like you know, just learning a new concept, learning you know, basically like NFL terms, quarterback, win a huddle. They 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 saying the play the play at least forty five seconds long so it it was it was definitely new it was definitely new but I could say uh, Drace and uh, everybody they just they was really a big help helping me learn the offense get in while I fit it because at the end of the day um, I know why they brought me here they brought me here I know in the spring I showcase you know what I can do so at the end of the day I'm just here finding the road to help the team get better help the team get to win because you know at the end of the day me I just know. 
when it's my opportunity, I know what I'm going to do. So I'm not big on, oh, I'm just going to come in and be the guy. I'm not worried about that. When my opportunity shines for me to make that play, I just know it's just going to be time for me to make that play when that time's come. Mm, man, I, I love that message because, you know, there are some people who come in as an, as, as one of the new transfers. With the transport, it's so hard to build chemistry in the first right. place. But just you've got to be that guy. And it's tough because you're coming into a new spot and there's already a guy. Right. And so th then it causes friction. Man. So I love that mindset. So when you when you look at the, just some of the differences, man, when you, when you look back from to the OVC to some of the teams you're going to be facing in the big sky, have, is there anything that you're foreseeing in terms of changing up your game at all in terms of how you're going to attack defenses, what you wanted to improve on throughout the spring or anything like that? Um, just just watching the watching the film and watching every team play. It's a big, you know, RPO throwing, you know, West Coast style. You know, they 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 play pretty out here. You know, we about the RPO, throw the ball out. You know, down south, you know, we we, we grind me down there. You know, we're going to get in. You know, we're going to run the ball. So, I just feel like I'm just taking what I know from being down there to bring it out here because at the end of the day, I just feel like, you know, especially like playing Eastern Washington, all I did was just get downhill, fall for fall, – I'm going to fall for at least three yards. So, I'm just bringing, you know, down south out here. It ain't nothing that's going to change. I mean, what's been working down there showed that it worked out here. So I'm just going to do the same thing. And going through spring, it worked. So it's going to work in the fall, too. <laughs> I, I love it, man. So I want to. I, I love this question. This is one of my favorite questions to ask. I want you to take a step back to freshman year, Devon Starling, and compare that player on the field to Devon Starling going into twenty twenty three at Northern Arizona. What's the biggest developmental change that you've seen in yourself and your game? I can say pass pro, man. Like pass pro, just me being the size I am, six one two ten. Scouts want to see me pass pro, and you know that's one reason why. Like I, like you know, when Coach George and them came, they was big on that. I didn't, you know, pass proing because you know that's what that's what gets you paid for real. So just I say pass proing, fitting up that linebacker coming in a gap, and I really worked on that this spring. And you can ask my coach, I was one of the best pass blocking running backs that we had. I wasn't allowed no sacks because at the end of the day. I just know when you turn on that film, oh, yeah, he can run the ball, but can he protect our million-dollar quarterback? So, you know, so that's what I've really been working on is, you know, protecting the quarterback and just perfecting that side of the game. I feel like that's what's big and that's what's going to help me get to the next level because at the end of the day, and playing special teams, I've been I've been finding a role on special teams this year too because at the end of the day, that's what scouts look at also. So, you know me, I've been um, – I've been playing punt, punt, right tackle. So I'm just, you know, trying to get in where I fit in, just, you know, get film everywhere because, you know, when it's time to pull up that film, you know, yeah, he can run the ball, but what else can he do? So i just been trying to fill in all them spaces and check all the boxes so I can show that I can play at the next level. Man, I I love that message. I think there's a lot of high school running backs out there, really good high school running backs, that they got to get taken off the field when there's certain plays called because they can't pick up a linebacker coming right. or they can't chip a defensive end. And people don't realize how much that limits your ability to be a great collegiate and definitely a, a NFL. You better be able to block somebody <laughs> or you're not going to be out there. And I love special teams too. When you look just, just this past draft, a lot of the FCS guys who were drafted other than the O-linemen all play special teams. All play special teams. Yeah, they did. It, it's a, it's a huge piece, man. So shifting a little bit more, man, some lighthearted questions to get to know you better, man. NFL comp, fans, analysts, players all love it. When you look at your game, which NFL player do you feel like you model your game after the most? I say Alvin Kamara and Le'Veon Bell. Like back when Le'Veon Bell was, you know, in his prom, just me, like I'm not the fastest, 
but my patience and the way I just come through the hole makes me a better back than everybody that I feel like, you know, comparing to everybody else. Cause like Le'Veon, Le'Veon went the fastest, but he had that patience where he can make the defense and the linebackers move and he can find an open gap. Cause I feel like that's just, that's a great example of how I play. Cause I'm a patient back. I don't just, you know, I know I'm not going to outrun nobody trying to run outside, run a sweep. You let me run inside zone. Oh, I'm going to give you three to four and play. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I I love it because I think when I was looking at your game, I was talking to someone recently, and this is another guy who got compared to Le'Veon Bell at one point. Man, Carryon Johnson from yeah. Auburn. Man, yeah. you, like I, you, your guys' game is so similar. He also got drafted by the Lions, and you know had a small NFL career. But man, I, I, he got compared to Le'Veon when that 2017 season. So man, I I love that comparison of the Le'Veon Bell and running backs who cannot catch out the backfield too the value is decreasing fast so i love that you threw in that alvin Kamara too but going back man this could be at memphis this could be at tennessee state or even in in northern arizona what was your welcome to college moment for the first time in a game where you were like okay this is a different level of football compared to high school um i could say my first my first game at tennessee state was playing austin p and it was pouring raining and I just remember I watched I watched uh, what's his name number four um, Snead. He had he had four carries for two hundred yards. <laughs> he touched the ball. He touched the ball four. He scored. He touched the ball four times. It scored four times. They had like two hundred yards rushing, like in the first like three minutes of the game. So I could say. And then after that, you know, they was like, all right, start going. And I look, I was like, oh, I'm in the game. <laughs> like, because <laughs> like, you said, me, I'm in the game. And I just remember they had a, a linebacker, number zero. First play, I remember he wanted to, you know, get my butterflies out. We ran inside zone. Ran inside zone. You know me, I'm just out there. I get the ball. I slow mess it. And, like, I get it. And then I think I see a – I, I thought I seen a hole – but, like, I didn't press the center's butt, so I just ran straight to the hole. Man, he showed up in there and hit me so hard. I got up seeing stars. <laughs> I said, I said, oh, I'm oh, I'm playing college football right now. This is not high school. <laughs> you know, me, you know, high school, I see an open hole. I'm just putting my hands up. Oh, it's touchdown. But, oh, it was a, it was a little different. I was like, yeah, this, I just, I'm at this level where, you know, everybody, everybody athlete, everybody was good. <laughs> Oh I man, I forgot how good Austin P was that first yeah, season. You guys first, played him too. Oh my gosh, it was really good. Yeah, and I forgot about Sneed. At first, I was like Sneed. I was like, oh yeah, that that right. checks out on that one. But you know, <laughs> that this is such a big thing, man. I know everyone cracks up at this, but how big of a trash talker are you between those white lines during the game? Oh, I'm bad. Oh, I'm I'm <laughs> bad. I'm very bad. You could you could ask uh, Coach Ball, our head coach, because like. I, I make a run, make somebody miss, or if they miss, and then I'll probably, like, go out of bounds. I'd be like, bro, I'm really like that. Like, he'd he just be looking at me like, he said, do you just be talking to yourself every play? I said, I talked about, I talk out loud. It's whoever going to respond to me. <laughs> 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 I'm talking every play, like, every play. Like, like we pass blocking, like, I'm I'm sitting here, him and a linebacker up. I'm telling him, uh-uh, uh-uh, no, nah, you're not doing that. <laughs> like, I, like, I'll – it's 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 bad. It's bad. And my my coach he he hates it because he like, but he just he just let it go now because he he just figured out oh that's just type of player he is. He just he just gonna talk like every play. <laughs> every I, play. I love it. I I absolutely love it, man. So I gotta ask, would you call yourself the biggest trash talker on Tennessee State last year? On Tennessee State, no, no. Nah. 
Who would that be? It'd probably be James Green. That's, James, oh, that's my guy. That checks out. James and Josh Green. <laughs> they got that. That's who I really got it from. They got it. They got it bad. They got it. They got it bad. Like him, him and a brother. Like it, it is so funny because you know they both start brothers. They go double team you with the trans so <laughs> like one gonna be saying something to you, the other one gonna be saying something to you, and then the, you can tell they've been playing together for a long time because what they both saying go mess up together and have you hot. You gonna be like, bro, all right, bro. <laughs> like it is crazy. <laughs> it is definitely they've crazy. They've been perfecting that trash talk over years of growing up together. It's unfair at that point. They, they basically like they just know how to like make both of theirs just hit a different way, especially when they both coming at you. Oh, it's it's crazy. <laughs> shout out, shout out to my guy James. That completely yeah. checks out <laughs> him, man. So one on one, man. You hit the hole. Is you and a linebacker one on one in the open field, man? What's the number one mistake they can make against you? Give me an open field one on one. We've seen that against Eastern Washington. <laughs> Say once I get through that hole, I seen that safety one on one. I was like, it's touchdown. <laughs> like it's over because you know at the end of the day, I just know as a running back. Not a lot of them plays gonna come. You never gonna get. You never gonna have one on one with you and somebody to the end zone. Probably at least probably depending on how good your old line is, but not that much in the game. So once once you get it, you gotta score. Cause like NFL NFL scouts look at that. Like if you 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 have about like me say Eastern Washington game. Only reason I had two hundred yards cause I, I I made him miss. I had that fifty yard long touchdown. After that, every run was. 10 yards, 12 yards, but I just hit that, I hit that home run to just make it count. So if we if we take that 50 yard away, I'm at 150. <laughs> you just got you, you, go. you just gotta make it count. You just like when you get an open space, any running back, any advice I can get, any running back, you know, when NFL scouts look at the film, they looking as you getting tackled by that first person. You never should want to get tackled by that first person. If you want to be a great back in the league or in college, you never want to get tackled by that first person. Great backs always make that first person miss. That, that's a fact because because uh, in high school you do see like when you watch you know tape and everything man a lot of guys they hit the hole like you said earlier in the uh, earlier in the interview you can just go as soon as you see an open hole that's a touchdown but at the collegiate level the linebackers are too fast and definitely in the NFL the linebackers and DBs are too good you, you better make two or three guys miss you're not getting very many opportunities to score so man going back through your career man this could have been from any year that you played. Looking back, who are who are one or two of the best defensive players you've ever had to face one on one? Um, defensive player I had to face one on one. Who? Defensive player I had to face one on one. I can say Aubrey Miller. He's a dude. <laughs> that's, that's a dude right there. I, I agree. <laughs> he's a dude. Like he's a like. <laughs> He's a dude. I remember it was one time like he gets me going. We both we both talking and we it's like I was like I'm coming right here. I'm coming right here and we was really coming right there and he met me there <laughs> and like he hit me so hard that like I got up and started my head started ringing. I said I said bro I'm not telling him where I'm going no more. <laughs> like, and like he's definitely a dude and um I can say um what's his name um he plays safety for um. He played safety for Jacksonville State. He was number. I can't think of his name right now. He was. He was. He was. He was really good. Number one. He, he played Nick, my COVID season. My, he Nick, was like an All American. Yeah, Nick, uh, Nicario Harper. Yes, he's a he's a dude. <laughs> like I remember one time I had an outside zone to the left, 
and I we ran out of pistol. I ran it to the left, and they cut they cut the whole field off. And I turned around, reversed it all the way around field. And I'm thinking, and I'm and I'm like, oh, I'm gone. Ain't nobody catching me. I looked like, and he was the safety. He was the uh, boundary safety because we ran insides onto the boundary. He was down, and I just looked, and he chasing me like. I'm like, bro, like, you get, like, why are you, t- like, bro, like, why are you chasing me right now? <laughs> so, like, the way he just ran me down, it was just, like, it tackled me from opposite field. Like, he, he was definitely a dude, too. I'm probably one of the two best players I ever played. But number one probably is Aubrey, for sure. Like, pat, like pass blocking him, like, I I hate pass blocking him. Like, headache every single time. Like, he's not, he's, he's going 100 miles per hour every single play. Like, dude is, like, He's legit. Like he's definitely legit. That that's funny, man. Because uh, Nicaria was was I think my first or second interview ever on the channel. Right. Like yeah. So that was a real throwback there. When you said Jacksonville State safety, I was like, oh, I was like the only one I could think of right now because he went and played for Louisville. Mm-hmm. I think he transferred from Jacksonville State, so that makes sense. But Aubrey's my guy too. You know, got a shot at the NFL, but. Man, I want to I want to kind of shift to this season. Goals for this year, man. Do you, do you I know everyone has it in their notes section. What are your personal goals for 2023? Uh just basically a statement year from last year. Yeah, I got hurt. Yeah, 540 yards, but at the end of the day, first game, I knew I knew I was going to go for 1000 that year. But you know, difficulties, you know that I had, stuff like that, things I had going on off the field, just I wasn't really just present as I really was. So just uh making a statement to myself and to everybody. Cause you know, you know how some people have say, you know, your first two careers of people that be good, you know, then they fall off. I just got to show everybody that I'm still that same guy, even better. That's why, you know, I switched numbers. I went back to my high school number, number five, you know, I just, you know, I'm just, I'm back in that mode. I'm back to my old roots that a different grind. Like I feel like that same chip, that same chip that I had on my shoulder when I left Memphis, I, that, that chip definitely back on my shoulder. It, you know, just having all that hype, then losing it. I just got to show everybody that I'm still that guy. It's just, I just, I just got to show it. And I'm definitely going for it this year. So I can say my goals is all American, definitely big sky. I got to, the same way I took over the OVC, I got to come take over the big sky. Um, thousand yard season and just, you know, helping, helping my team win in any other way. Even if I don't get them goals, just, you know, having a, having a winning season, having a winning season, just, you know, going to the LCS playoffs, you know, just I, I definitely want to do that. And just, you know, actually just, you know, being a part of a like, you know, winning, you know, it just it kind of, you know, sucks losing. So I just, you know, just being, you know, just being me and just bringing what I can to the table to help my team win. And I love that. And I know there's a lot of big sky defensive coordinators. When when you say you're motivated and back to that, that same mindset, they're not, they're not looking forward to playing NAU. Uh-huh. Um in 2023 with all the talent you guys have coming back, man. But the final question, man, I've been vocal about it, man. At your best, you're one of the best running backs in the entire country. And I'm expecting if you have the next two seasons like you're like we both expect, you're going to be one of the top draft prospects coming out of the FCS. If an NFL franchise asks you what they're going to get in Devon Starling, if they take you in one, two seasons in the next two NFL drafts, man, what do you tell them? I can say that they're getting the hard work and some of this from the work every day. Because like I said, leaving Memphis, Tennessee State, Ryrie gave me opportunity, and that's all I ask for from any anybody in the world is opportunity. I get my foot in the door, I'm going to keep my foot in the door, and I'm going to prove that I'm going to be the hardest worker in there. So like I said, he gave me opportunity at Tennessee State, and I showed that I'm the best. I'm one of the best running backs that came through Tennessee State. Like, 
they won the freshman of the year award at TSU since like 2006. And now we got, now we got one, you know, so just, just an opportunity just saying that I'm always coming to work and trust me, I ain't gonna never be late. <laughs> I'm always there, <laughs> always ready to go. So I just say they just getting the hard work and somebody that's coming in ready to work and that's going to soak up knowledge. I'm not going to say I know everything and I'm the best player out there, but I'll be, a, I'm always going to listen, take the best notes and actually take up all the knowledge because it's people that you got to listen to that have been there. You can't always just think you know everything and just think, oh, my talent got me here, so I'm going to keep doing anything. When, you, when you're in the league, you better soak, soak up as much knowledge as you can because at the end of the day, you know, there's always somebody that knows, you know, something that you don't know. So just keep soaking up knowledge from each and every player, soaking, you know, that one thing, that little thing, so I can just get 1% better each day. Man, I'll I'll love that answer, man. You've had a hell of a journey, man, throughout college football. I know it's prime for another huge year. And man, I, I know I'll be rooting for you. All the all the Northern Arizona fans, man, are pumped to have you on this team after what they after what you showed at Tennessee State, man. But this is all about player promotion on this platform, man. So let people know where they can follow you on social media. It contacts you for NIL, man. Any messages, anything you want to say to the people, Devon. This this is your time. You can go. You can go follow me at Devon Starlin Five on Instagram, and you know on uh, Twitter it's Five So Live because I'm definitely live. So, um, so yeah. And then if you just you know, <laughs> and then email. You know my agent handle all that. I don't know her email I'm off the top of my head, but <laughs> she do all that. So, hey. But if you want to contact glad. me, definitely just shoot me a direct DM, and I can point you to them. Man, I, I love that you got an agent handling that. More players have to get on that train, man, because the the agents got all the got all the knowledge on how to do that kind of stuff, man. And and for NIL future opportunities, man. So I love to hear that. But Devon, man, I appreciate you so much. This has been coming together for a while, man. One of my favorite players in college football right now, man. I'm definitely gonna have to make it out to Arizona for a game, man. I'm based out of Mobile, Alabama, but I'm gonna have to take that flight out there to NAU. I mean, let me know, Khalid. I'm telling you, Eric, you of A. Mark my words, you of A. That's that's gonna be a game, statement game, first game. I, I got a calendar right here. I check the days off every day. <laughs> I got I got yep. it written. I'm ready for that. If you guys beat them again, they're they're never going to schedule Northern Arizona I, again. Oh, for it, sure. It, uh, yeah, yeah. No, it, they're gonna be it's never happening. They're going to tell us stay up there on that mountain. <laughs> they're they yeah. not, they not going to be like on that mountain no more. Nah, definitely. They're going to, you know, nah. so I just can't wait. Hey, man, well, I definitely appreciate you guys. Make sure to go follow Devon on all social media. Man, we, the, the bigger these players' platforms get, the more opportunities are available to them. So make sure to go follow him on all social medias. But, guys, for Devon, for myself, and for the Blue Bloods, man, we are out for right now. Mm -hmm.